Welcome back to another episode of International Immersion, a podcast that seeks to capture the combined experiences of people, places, culture, traveling, current events, living abroad, and much, much more. For today's episode, I would like to recollect one of the most interesting places that I visited in China during my first study abroad there in 2013. This is a place that had a tremendous amount of natural beauty, power to an extent, and it was just a very pleasant and relaxing place to be, but also a very interesting experience if you like natural surroundings and love nature and all of its elements. The place I'm referring to is called Huangshan, which is in south-central China in Anhui province. It's surrounded by uh, Jiangxi province, Zhejiang province, and Jiangsu province uh, to the northeast. And a little bit about Huangshan, it's one of the sacred mountains in China. There are a number of them, and this is one of them. And it has a very long history, both natural and in uh, human records as well. So to begin with, Huangshan is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It's been that way for some time, and it's pretty obvious as to why. It's just a very amazing place. And then starting with the natural history, the area in which it is was formed around 100 million years ago during the Mesozoic period or the age of dinosaurs when an ancient seabed was raised uh, due to uplift and that explains the limestone and other sedimentary rocks that make up the mountain and the different stratas that you can see when you're going up and climbing the mountain and over time this uplift caused the the ground to elevate up to about 6,115 feet or about 1,864 meters at the current height and the highest point in the uh, in the area. Originally it was called uh, Mount Yi or Yishan until it was changed to its present name Huangshan which means Yellow Mountain in 747 AD during the Tang Dynasty which is considered one of China's greatest and most notable in terms of its poetic and economic advances. And then of course, naturally, Huangshan is a major tourist destination and is renowned for its beauty. And then what's neat is, as you go through the mountain and you go up, it you change and see the different types of landscapes and the different fauna that you know inhabits each area. So the Messic forests cover the mountain up to about 1100 meters and then once you get to that point, it changes to more of a decidu deciduous forest from 1,100 meters to the tree line, which is about 1,800 meters. And then the last bits of the mountain, the highest parts, would be an alpine grassland. And the other thing about the mountain is that it's there's a lot of moisture. I mean, specifically the day that I climbed it, it was uh, in June, and it was a rainy day, overcast, and the mountains were literally just bathed in the clouds. It was absolutely gorgeous. And a couple of cool, cool facts about it is that one-third of China's biophyte families and more of half of the current uh, known fern species inhabit the mountain and then a notable tree is the Huangshan pine and it grows straight out of the rock. It's really cool because when I was going up the mountain I saw some of these pines literally just you know 
clawing their way out of the rocks and reaching skyward in different angles. It's quite interesting. You don't see very often trees growing out, growing out of rocks. There are some species that do that, but it, needless to say, it's pretty interesting in its uh, in observing it. So apart for basic information about the mountain and just its history, geology, etc., the trip I remember was very, very interesting because it was the first time I'd ever gone anywhere with more of a natural hint to it in China. It was the first time we left a larger city and we were mainly in the countryside and we primarily were hiking and going through forest and, you know, mountainous terrain. So it was, or it, I would say it holds in my mind the first major natural experience I had in a foreign country. So a lot of memories and I remember specifically my professors and my fellow students from my university at the time that I traveled with together it made for a unforgettable experience. So I just remember we had been in Hangzhou, China for a number of weeks and this trip, part of the trip had been planned and I just remember, you know, we were getting ready in our hotels and we were packing for a two full days because it would take about half a day to get there and then we would hike up the remainder of the day, arrive at the, at the hotel toward the top of the mountain later in the evening and then we would hike down and then come back and arrive back in Hangzhou late the, the following day. But I just remember getting on the bus, leaving the city, and we were driving east out through Zhejiang province and finally into Anhui province. And it was interesting because the area around Hangzhou is more low-lying and flat. And the further you go east, the more mountainous it gets. Hilly, then you see more mountains. But it's absolutely gorgeous. You know, a lot of trees, a lot of natural area, and a lot of villages, small communities spread out. But the further you get going east, the less the population is as you enter more mountainous areas. And I just remember as we approached the mountain, it was had been raining that morning and it the rain had increased the closer we got to the mountain. So it affected visibility, but it was just cool going through these canyons on the road and looking up and into the mountains along the tree line and the clouds and the rain clouds in particular were just smothering the mountains. It was really kind of unique and it was it was beautiful, but I was thinking in the back of my mind, okay, we're going to go to this mountain, but okay, we got to climb up this mountain <laughs> in the rain. So not the most pleasurable or optimistic of times to do it, but what can you say? And I remember when we arrived, we'd gotten out and the guide who was with us, he was a pretty cool guy. He spoke good English and I talked to him quite a bit throughout the trip and learned a lot about the mountain and other things. And I remember we got to the base, and the good news was we were going to take a gondola about halfway up the mountain, and then we would hike the rest, which would shave off a lot of time. And I just remember arriving, getting out of the bus, and just seeing the mountain and the surrounding peaks, absolutely gorgeous. And you couldn't really see the top because they were completely obscured in the rain, in the rain and the clouds. And then we we got rain gear, we got raincoats that covered our full body, we got plastic covers for our shoes. We got all decked out and ready to go. And going up the gondola was a pretty hairy experience because once you cleared the landing, you went over some valleys and it was all obscured with mist and fog. You couldn't see to the bottom and it was a little 
little frightening because I'm not afraid of heights, but you feel like you're in this bubble completely surrounded with very little visibility in any direction. But you get through it, and finally you arrive at the next waypoint on the mountain. And then I remember getting out and then waiting for the rest of the group to catch up from their, their in their gondolas. And once we'd all reassembled, our guide explained the next part. We're going to head up the mountain. We're going to go through these paths. And that was very unique because I wasn't expecting what we would have to do once we got out of the gondola and we formed a group and headed north, headed up and more to the north on the mountain. I just remember it was wet, it was so damp, and literally there were these stairways cut into the side of the mountain, up to the mountain, and you had to climb, climb, climb. You'd climb for a bit, you'd straighten out, you would be in the mountain, and then you would go to the side where you'd see the sheer drop, or you'd see the the uh, gradient going down, and just a little stone guardrail, or just, you know, stone a stone facade along the trail to prevent you from falling all the way down. So, you know, a little unsettling at times, especially with such slick conditions. And I remember <laughs> there was one point we had been climbing for a while, and there was this one very steep stairway, stairway cut into the rock. It probably was a good maybe 50 yards or 60 yards in height and the water was being channeled, it was coming down like a waterfall. We had to slowly anchor our feet on each step to avoid getting washed down. And thank God all of us made it up without slipping or anything, but it was a bit hairy to say the least. And then, but there were some absolutely gorgeous sights, and I got some great pictures of uh, the, some of the trees, the views. It was just a really cool place because the paths meander. You go up, you straighten out. You go up, you straighten out. You you, cur you curve. You, it's just really really neat. And it took us several hours for us to get up, get from the gondola station up toward the uh, area where the hotel was. And once we got up there, we kind of took a break, hiked a little more on the paths as it kind of leveled out toward the top. And finally, we made it to the hotel. And it was a pretty decent sized hotel. Uh, there were the accommodations we had were dorm style, so there were about six beds to a room, so a cla classic dorm or you could say a hostel style. But the hotel had a nice, um, nice open area, had a nice dining hall, and some other things. So I remember we all we all arrived, we got to our rooms, we were all exhausted, so we all showered, <laughs> we were, you know, chat for, chatted for a bit, and finally we all. Uh, you know, headed down for a late dinner prior on 7, 7 p.m. at the time. And I remember one of our our professors, one of his friends had joined us, and he had brought some very famous alcohol called baijiu, means white, basically white alcohol. It's the Chinese specialty, and it's very strong, and it feels like a bit like a, a flamethrower going down your throat if you're not used to it. And I remember over dinner, we had more and more of it, and we all got pretty happy, and it buzzed. And literally after dinner, probably from about 8 o'clock to 11 p.m., we were out playing cards in the hotel lobby, just laughing, giggling, having a great time. Our professors had finally went to bed, and we were hanging out. And I just remember looking at the staff 
like you're giving us the death glare like what are these foreigners doing staying staying up all there's no one here but them they're in this corner playing cards laughing and everything and I remember one of my classmates went to grab a chair and sat down and one of the guards came and was like no you can't do this in Chinese and took the chair back and put it where he got it so we were like okay and progressively I say we finally after having a little too much fun we decided to call it at night and we finally went back to our uh, our rooms and had a pretty good night's sleep. Although I don't think we ever were fully dry throughout the trip because it was raining both days and there was just so much moisture uh, given the natural environment of the mountain. <laughs> but um, I just remember, you know, ticking off the staff. That was something and the looks on the faces of the staff were just priceless because from what I could tell they had seen foreign guests but not very many I mean it's been a long time so I'm sure that's changed but that was the vibe I got and it was just one of the more memorable parts of the trip even though it didn't really have to do with the climbing it was just something we did when we we're on top of this mountain at this hotel <laughs> but unforgettable to say the least and it's always fun when you can go with classmates that you've gotten to know and you know people who are there and you mix and mingle and learn and just have a great time. It's something I'll never forget, as mentioned. And I highly recommend, if you have the chance to visit that part of China, to uh, go to Huangshan or uh, Yellow Mountain. It's beautiful and it's a great climb if you have the physical capacity to do it. So long story short, after we got a good night's sleep, we had breakfast in the in the the restaurant in the hotel restaurant, you know, typical Chinese breast uh, breakfast, uh, hot milk, mian uh, tao. It's kind of like a, which is kind of like a bread, um, eggs, egg and noodle, and some other, and then different types of vegetables. Uh, and by this point, we'd all started getting got getting used to the food, so it was pretty good. And I can go on forever about all the foods we encountered that were interesting, which I like nonetheless, but were interesting. So after breakfast, we reassembled, we packed all of our stuff up, and we uh, got into more rain gear, and we proceeded to uh, meet our guide and head back down to the gondola to head back down to the base of the mountain. And I remember walking down was nice because we took more, took more time to stop and take pictures and check out a lot of the cool sites along the path down. We took a different path down than what we uh, had come up with. It was more of a gradual decline versus the previous day where we had gone up more steeper um, steeper tracks. And it was just really cool because I remember the, the different types of ferns and pine trees, as I mentioned. It was just absolutely beautiful. And you were literally walking through just like heaps of mist and, and fog and it's just a very cool, very wet environment, but just, it was really cool kind of as we went through and our guide talked more and more about different spots, uh, the significance of both naturally and culturally. And it took about a good three to four hours before we finally made it back down uh, to the gondola. And we took the gondola back down to the base camp. And when we got down to the base, uh, to the base of the mountain, we reassembled. We got together for, you know, a little lunch in one of the local restaurants. And then we got on the bus and we uh, started back toward towards Hangzhou and about halfway through the trip our guy got got off where um, he lived and um, he thanked we thanked him and 
it was really cool to have him. He certainly made the trip a lot more interesting in terms of, you know, imparting knowledge and just the uh, overall, you know, aspects of the mountain, which, you know, we learned about. And I remember going back on the bus, everyone was absolutely exhausted because, you know, you're, you're con- you were constantly wet, you're climbing, you know, and I was in good physical shape at the time as I was continuously exercising that part of my life when I was in college, but it still took a toll on you. And I remember there was hardly any conversation on the bus going back. We were all so wiped out, but, uh, it's definitely a fun place. And I wish we had more time there than just the two days. You know, if, if I had, if I had my preference, I would take a day to go there a day to stay up on the mountain, to explore different areas and then, and then leave. But just a very cool place because I've never seen a natural environment like this. I mean, I've been to many other places since, but the just the atmosphere and the conditions, it just created a really unique uh, environment with this mountain. And granted, I didn't go to it on a non-day you know of precipitation or a sunny day, but it's just a really cool place, and it's definitely a location I would highly recommend anyone to go to if they have an interest in natural settings or environments. Every country, every place has so much to offer, and it's great to get off the beaten path, take a chance, you know, go out, get wet, sweat, and then just explore. And you build a lot of confidence that way because you think, oh my gosh, how can I climb a mountain when it's pouring rain and everything's so slick? But you can do it. You take your time, you know, be patient, be smart, you know, mind your surroundings, and you can do almost anything. But I would just say anyone with an interest in what's around them, take the opportunity to go somewhere. Go to places like Huangshan or wherever. You know, never never just, you know, stay where you are. Go out, explore, learn, and when you come back, I think you'll come back a better person, a more and a more well-rounded person. So that was my trip to Huangshan back in 2013. And as I've said repeatedly, unforgettable and I highly recommend anyone who's interested to go and it's definitely on my itinerary to go back there that is if the situation with geopolitics ever improves in the current year of 2022 but we shall see all we can do is stay positive and hope for the best so with that that's been another episode of international immersion this is one of the stories I've been wanting to share for a long time and I finally got around to do it and Please let us know if you have any questions, thoughts. Check out our Facebook page, Instagram page, YouTube page, YouTube channel, and LinkedIn page, all the same name, International Immersion, or shoot us an email at internationalimmersionpodcast.gmail.com. We're always looking for new stories, people to talk with, to share experiences. So with that, thank you for listening, and we will see you on the next one.